Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the True Talk podcast. This is episode 16. And tonight, we will be talking about fashion, how mental health issues in a parent can impact their children, and comfortability levels in relationship and friendship. Now, as always, we are joined by the True Talk first lady, Miss Chidi, Miss Chidi Chidi Bang Bang. A man who needs no introduction, Mr. True Talk himself, Mr. Ashley. Our very own banter queen, Miss Milan. Our favorite lady from the small island, Miss Cher. And of course, <laughs> of course, myself, DJ Sticky Fingers. As I said, we're talking about fashion, mental health issues in a parent, and comfortability levels in relationships and friendships. Um, I definitely agree with Cher. Like, fashion is definitely getting better. Um, you know, but there's still that line. Like, so I think it's Boohoo or Pretty Little Thing, or that like all of them could do it, but I only follow a handful of them on Instagram. And it's like they now have like a slim girl and a plus size model wearing the same like outfits to show that you can wear the same thing. But the issue I have is the plus size model. I don't want to sound rude, but she's not. She's plus size because she she's bigger than the girl who's like slim. But when you see an average plus size person on the street, you know they're plus everywhere. Do you know what I mean? They've got a belly. These like plus size models seem to have a flat belly. They're just curvy. And to me, that's not plus size. That it, it could be. I don't know. I'm not like in the, like the fashion world. Do you know what I mean? So curvy could mean plus size. But to me, it's not. And you're still defeating the objects because you're trying to f find... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what word to use. Um, like a, a body that's appropriate for people to not be like, oh, well, her belly's tucked in her leggings and it's covered. Do you know what I mean? But that is what a plus-size person is. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I think they're defeating the object. But they're, they're slowly, slowly getting there. But then it's like with kids' stuff. Like Chitini was saying, she's got to buy in the women's range for her, like her daughter. But even if you look at kids' stuff that's for, like, um, like a five-year-old, six-year-old, especially, like, in the girls, in the boys, it's just shorts, T-shirt, jeans, stuff, tracksuit. But get girls, I think as well, it, it stems from the social media um, side of life as well. There's always, like, a mini-me. So there'll be the mum's outfit, which will be a crop top and, like, a pair of cycling shorts. Then the daughter, like, you can buy the exact same for your daughter, and I'm like, do you really want your five-year-old like running around the park in a, a crop top and a pair of cycling shorts? Like, yeah, but it looks nice and she looks cute, but should you be advertising that to your child at such a, like a young age? Do you know what I mean? But then I suppose everyone's wearing it, so you just kind of blend in. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Fashion's, fashion's a weird one. Ash, what's your take on this one? <clears throat> I don't know, man. That sounds scary, man. Because um, it kind of seems like whatever fashion says 
it's okay. I'm going to do my next life. It's okay, isn't it? Especially if thinking about for children. For, for me, um, I know that there has to be a there has to be a limit to what you follow, you don't follow, just because it's fashion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like the the um, like you said, crop top and cycling shorts and that. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that on my daughter. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how hot it is. If we're, if we're going somewhere, I'm not gonna put that on. There, do you know what I'm saying? If I know there's gonna be, I'm not gonna take her to a park there and that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, we're not in a world where those kind of things are okay. Well, to me, anyway, I don't think it's okay. But I, I like, but because fashion says it's okay, people will just do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is a little bit scary, isn't it? Because, boy, it's just frightening for me, isn't it? Because I know, because you do see it. You do see, like, people having their kids walking around in the maddest stuff. You get me? Like, I, I understand it. But for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow my daughter to... You get me? You get me? Big things for big people. Big people can make decisions to do whatever they want. And they're big, they can wear what they want. They can walk down the road, whatever they want. That's cool, man. If you're a big and adult and you buy your own clothes and that. You get what I'm saying? If you buy your own clothes, do your do you thing, innit? But if it, don't buy them kind of stuff for your use, you get me? Because it's fashion. You get me? It's outrageous, I think. But obviously, in some things, I don't feel that fashion is just. A, I don't think fashion is a bad thing. I like. I think it's good, isn't it? I think it's like, obviously, it's good. But obviously, when we're talking about children, that's that's parents that's in control of whatever their kids are wearing. Isn't it? So, if you're if you're a parent, don't just follow fashion because everyone else is doing it. Think if it's logical and if it looks right, if it's if it makes sense before you do it. But if you're an adult and you like to spend hella money on design clothes and stuff like that, make sense do your thing. But one thing I did um, you know, made me think of is that a lot of fashion is influenced by things that are not fashion at the time. So you know, like now, like like you see, like these shorts, for instance. Yeah, you see, like these shorts are all bandanas and shit. You know, like the bandana thing is like a gang thing. You get me, like, and it was like gangsters that was wearing these kind of clothes before, and now it's like become fashion because obviously hip hop cultures cool and all of that kind of stuff so it's like things that are people's lifestyle become fashion do you know what i'm saying and i think what people need to do which a lot more people are doing now is create be the creators of it you get what i'm saying because if our culture is going to drive the fashion industry then it makes sense if, if if we're at least on top of it if we're doing it first you know what i'm saying like and i've seen it a lot more now like Bear man are creating hats. You know, like the best thing I've seen, like the best fashion brand, not the best fashion brand, but one that I like the most right now because of how they've done it is um Trapstar. I love how Trapstar done their thing. Like they like they just they came from nowhere. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't even know if they're if they're um, black to be honest or if they're part of the culture or whatever, but they seem to be. Do you get me that like that's how I've identified it. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like they just jumped on it first. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they know what's cool because it's what they've always done. Do you know what I'm saying? And they've made it like the, the, the front line of that kind of thing. Do you get me? Like, that's trapware. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if trap's going to be a thing, let's, let's do the trapware quickly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, now, like, if drill's going to be a thing, then they better get the drillware out quickly. Like, if that's popping, don't make them come and make that fashion before we do it, while we got it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's the main thing what I've, I, I think about when it comes to fashion because we drive it, so we got to make sure that we're, we're, we're doing it. You get me? 
and it's possible, you know, because I know some people might not think that it's it's possible, but it is. You get me? Like I've got bare people that I know that are really doing this clothing acting and they're making some sick stuff. You get me? There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there what Ash was saying, actually. I also want to touch on something that I heard Chidi and Cher say in regards to um, not enough choice. And I thought I was just a bit curious because and the reason why I asked the question is because when I go, I say go down the high street, ain't no one going to join the high streets at the moment, right? When you go down the high street, for every one male shop, there's probably about seven or eight women's shops. Like if you go into a, like a shopping centre, you might find, I don't know, Next, I don't know, River Island, which again, unisex shops, and then where else? You might find another Burton, see? But other than that, there's no more men's shops, but there's like tons and tons of women's shops. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a bit surprised why you guys feel there's not enough choice when there's so many more options for you in comparison to men. So I think, I think when it, talking in regards to like choice, um, I think it's more like sizing issues. Um, because like uh, like with me, I'm one size on on my my hips, and then my waist is is smaller, so it's hard. Like I cannot find a pair of jeans that fit me. Um, and then like in regards to tops, I've got again, I've got a big chest, but like do you get me? So if I actually buy the size that <laughs> sticky, <laughs> if I buy the size that covers my chest, it just looks big because. Just looks tented because I have to size up, up to get me it's long. But like touching on what you said as well about in regards to choice, I do think it's and this is fact, it's a lot easier for women to buy clothing and women can buy clothing at very, very cheap prices. I was doing I did this ball thing the other day with Ashley. And I was showing him, because I was talking about fashion as a topic, and I was showing him, like, different dresses I have, and I was making him guess the prices. And he was guessing mad prices. It was like, some of them was like, one, one, one dress, he guessed, like, £45, and I paid, like, £12 pound for it. You get me? But the dress was banging. So I think it, 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 with fashion, there is a lot of financial strain, especially on men, to buy clothing to keep up and it's just it's pressure in it because you'll see a man like dripping from head to toe but all these times he ain't got a car in it which is not bad but it's just it's mad that all that money you're spending on your clothes you could have gone on a driving lessons and bought a car do you know what i'm saying so it is a little bit mad um how easy it is for women to you know um you know find clothing and keep up with fashion whereas for men it is very expensive so are you saying there's essentially there's not enough options in terms of different body shapes and sizes so it's almost like it's very it's made for like one size fits all but not everyone's yeah. not everyone's exactly. five five and size eight yeah like, yeah because it's like you know like for me i'm five foot three and a half but i'm wide in <laughs> places you get me it's a magnet to buy clothes it's just a madness. So, and I have to wear a certain, I have to always go for a certain style or type that will suit my body shape. Um, and it's long. Like, it's just, it's really long. It's, 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 it's a terrible task. I don't like going clothes shopping. I hate clothes shopping. More time I'll just buy online anyway. Guaranteed I'll have to buy like three different sizes and send back. It's always the way. It's just long. <laughs> it's long. 
You said lots of ASOS deliveries, yeah? Loads. I'm Boohoo. Boohoo. Boohoo's the one, though. I don't care. Boohoo is the one because they, like, I always find they, their clothes do fit really well and they do cater for women of all sizes. Pretty little things. They're just liars, like, straight up and down liars. It's mad. The sizes, like, I have to buy on pretty little things are just crazy. They do not reflect, like, they're not true sizes at all. So, Cher, back to you in terms of, I know you're in fashion and stuff. How How's it, you know, when Chili was talking about kid, clothes for kids, how does that come into play in the industry that you're in? Uh, so, what, in terms of the sizes and stuff? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think with me, it's like, I'm, sm- I'm kind of small on the top and then big on the bottom. So, it's like, it's quite hard to find... <laughs> It's quite hard to find things which actually fit because I'm such a weird shape. So it's quite difficult. But um, yeah, I just think, I don't think it's difficult for us as women, but you know, what Chidi was saying, the same, like, it's just about the size, the shape. It's kind of more difficult than if you're like really skinny or something. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's a bit different. So then maybe what Ash was saying in terms of creating our own, why why mm. don't we start creating our own to, to fit different body shapes and sizes and what have you? What are we waiting for? True. What's missing? Very true. Yeah, very Milan, true. Milan, do you have the same issues when you're buying clothes as well? Yeah, I was going to say, so on, on buying clothes for like me personally, I'm tall. I'm like five, I think 10 and a half or something but my body's small but my legs are extremely long so buying jeans I can't go to a regular shop I've got to go to shops that sell a longer leg and then it's like like River Island did um, a tall section in store but there was not a lot of tall people around so then they then took that section away and then now it's only online um new not new look um Topshop have a tall section. They've took it out of Topshop now and it's now online. So I, I can't buy, like, and then it's like, they think because you're tall, that somehow you're tall and you're wide as well. So like, I've got thick thighs, but they're not like thick, thick. So when I buy jeans, um, I buy my size, but then they're just baggy. And I'm like, I don't want baggy jeans. And it will say it's a skinny fit, but it's not a skinny fit, it's just baggy. And I'm like, this is not the look I was going for, but okay, I have to deal with it. But then when you're talking about buying for different body shapes and body sizes, literally there are so many different body shapes, body sizes, heights, um, boob sizes, bum sizes, thighs sizes, waist sizes. You couldn't, you literally couldn't make an outfit to fit everyone. It, it, it's literally impossible do, do, do you know what I mean so to be able to buy jeans for someone who's got a big bum but a small waist there are some people who've got like huge bums and a small waist and some people have got like a peachy bum and a small waist do you know what I mean you're n- never gonna get the exact um, fit for like everyone do you know what I mean? So it's like, do we all become a fashion designer, have like a sewing kit in the back and we just like make our own clothes? Because realistically, 
no one's got time for that. Do, do you know what I mean? But then talking about like fashion between like, like ages as well, do you know what really, really scares me? When I get to like 80, because you know you see them little old ladies in the like tartan checkered trousers and the Marks and Spencer's shoes with the with the um the stockings that are skin coloured and they're down their ankles and they've got their cardigan on and I'm like that's just not me I do, I can't like obviously when I get to the age that might be perfect comfortable yeah I can go anywhere in it but looking at that that fashion now for, for like the elderly people I, I really don't see me in like those I don't even know what they were called they're just like slip-on shoes with stockings and tartan trousers and a, a cardigan with the buttons done up odd do you know what I mean like oh, somebody needs yeah, to we'll, we'll, be track, we'll be wearing tracksuit and Jordans on Hey! <laughs> yes. I gotta tell you, that's, that's our generation, dude. I don't want to wear what I was wearing in my life. Let me get a tracksuit on. You hurt me. Go on. I thought, I thought she was going to be wearing battery riders or something, boy. The eight year old with battery riders, and that's what I was thinking she was going to be saying. I was thinking, bro, what's going in the on summer, here? When it gets to 39 <laughs> degrees like it was today, oi, I will still be in battery riders and the little cops. And the, you know what, I'm saying? what, at 80? Yeah, why Bye. not? You have grandkids oh, by that time. Crack, so I'll still be great by that time. That's a good point. Um, Junior M. Baker says, big waist, no bum. Shut up, Karen. <laughs> That's some <laughs> Junior Baker. Shut up, Milton. Shut up, Milton. Disrespect. I don't know where that came from. Man. That was um, stop my vision, innit? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, oh, man. That hurt <laughs> No, it's not for me. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, you never know. To be fair, right? Like, Chili's five foot three. Milan's five foot ten. Milan's taller than me. Yeah, I'm only five. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm like just a, a tiny bit taller than Chili. I'm like five foot four point five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Are you way taller sitting You're down, bro? No. Yes, because I'm like the way I've angled the computer too. and all that. It's about angles, isn't it? Like, okay, I'm a little bit taller. I'm at five foot five, but I, but I say that though, isn't it? You want yeah. to be like five eight. He's trying to surprise you. He's trying to surprise you. Oh, I expect you at, to be smaller. So I'm saying, come at lurch, isn't it? Like lurch from Adam's family. No, no, no. I'm just like in the lurch. You rang. Yeah, no? you just. Yeah. Really <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because look, look. Me, so. exactly. But look at Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez was sitting down, right? Got off the chair. <laughs> yeah. <Same laughs> he was the same size, isn't it? So he, I thought oh, he was tall as well. Sticky, stand up, quick. Yeah, what do you think this is? Stand up. I want to see this. What do you think this is? I'm not saying that, man. Stand up. Stand up, sticks, man. Why you got this? Let's be out here. He was the same size. He's not sure. You're lying. He's not sure. He's pretending he's trying to see you, bro. You're lying, man. You're lying, my You're lying, man. You're tall, bro. You're, you're a tall, man. See, I'm going to mess up the thing now. Actually, I wish. Have the camera attached to your hip or something? <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up, innit? I'm going to mess up the things now. Yeah, it's mad. 
my 11 year old taller than me, so what? <laughs> you get me, I'm sure. Facts. No, I'm with you. But Melan's is tall. Melan's just like. like I would again, love that's a bit... that height. I would love it. What do you say? Is that next week's topic? Yeah, tall women, short men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it works, you know? I have to talk about that. Please, can we just keep that to next week? Because I've got too much to say on that topic. Thank you. I could never, yeah. Like, and this is a madness, and I know it sounds shallow, but I am shallow slightly in certain ways. I I'll never say never, but I just don't know about about being, being with someone, yeah, who's sure that we do that. What about the same height? If I can't look so what you said she's so saying to me right you, i know you like um who do you like again you like um donald glover in it what's his name donald yeah. whatever the man's name yeah, yeah. yeah. all right so if you met kano now man of your dreams he says it to be four foot nine. What are you saying? He's not. I've met him. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's tall. I look up to him. He's still so fine. I six. Could you go? Could you be with a girl that's taller than you? Yeah. Most of them are. So like what? Six foot. Six foot. You got the six foot thing. Boy, I don't know if that's a bit tall for me though. Still. I could, though. I could, I could, but I really like tiptoeing all the time, innit? But do you mean you could? If you have to tiptoe to kiss her, she's not in your height range, bro. Yeah, but she can bend her, can't she? I don't know how you could be with a thing, yeah? And you got to do this when you've got your phone down, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. Yeah? Talk about babes. Again. Behind you, That's bad. That's <laughs> mad. Oh, oh, shit. You know I love you, innit? That's mad, bro. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Why not? But to be fair, I'm quite tall, though, so... Yeah, but imagine she's in an argument and she's looking down at you like, what? Who are you talking to, fam? You're like, I'm talking to you like... Say <laughs> <laughs> that again. Sit down. You say that, right? But if you meet a girl that's shorter than you and she's arguing with you, she still does the same thing, though, isn't it? She's still looking up in your face and arguing with you. Not really, because she can't reach. Do you know what happens? So whenever, like, whenever I get things like my brother, my brother's about six, six foot, six one, six foot, six foot, something like that. <laughs> when I get rude, I get angry. He just puts his hands on my head. He's like, calm down, <laughs> Junior and Baker says, start working on them lats. I'm not sure who you're yeah. talking to, though. Is he, listen, is he consistently kicking him off the line? Listen. I don't even know what lats are. <laughs> Junior Baker, yeah? Junior They're Baker. not lats, bro. Listen, yeah. stop sending the people on the live, Junior Baker. This is you. <laughs> oh, he's funny. It's all left, though. It's all left, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll see. We'll leave, we'll leave that one until next week. I think our second second topic is um, how mental health issues in a parent can impact their children. Oh, it's a very tough Milan, one, isn't it? Milan needs to start this one about. Yeah, this one's a mad thing. Mad thing, still. I'm to get a drink for this one, boy. Oh. Well, I'm going to start off light first. 
myself light and then so it's not necessarily like a, a mental health thing but I feel like your attitude definitely rubs off on your ch children i.e since lockdown um I've now started like, working like full time um still have the same job I'm on a part-time contract but for some reason we just have loads more hours so I see my son literally like like once a week now because I'm always at work and I've started to see how his behavior is changing because you know I'm not around which I fully understand um but you know he goes back to school in September and my and my hours will then go back to how they was before so how I see it for the past what six months or whatever I'm just stacking, do you know what I mean? That's what I need to do as a mum and that's a decision that I've made. I'll deal with his behaviour and his attitude later because, do you know what I mean? Um, so I definitely feel that things that you do as an adult and as a parent around children, they definitely gravitate off of that and if you're angry, they can sense that you're angry and, and if you're talking to them with an attitude and stuff like that. Um, but how the, this all... Um, this topic came about I was on Instagram and I don't even remember the account's name but there was a girl I don't know a girl there's a person who has a is it a two-year-old daughter and some of the stuff it's not even some of the stuff all of the stuff that this person is posting on their Instagram it's just it's like it's child abuse it is child abuse and you know, I don't know the lady. I don't know whether she has mental health issues. I'm assuming that she does. And in the nicest way possible, I would like her to have like mental health issues because then she can get help with that and then help being a parent um, and not be doing these sick and disgusting and twisted things to her daughter. Um, so this will be an instance an insensitive topic no a sensitive t topic to talk about I mean I don't know if anyone else has seen it but she was posting um that basically she gets guys to come and like like fuck her two-year-old um she was out and went and bought um a vibrator and um like a dildo for her two-year-old daughter um she's got videos of her being like yeah um can't like wait to get her pussy I can't even yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to go deep into it. It's just on Instagram. And this is the thing. This is what I don't understand as well. Why? Why the hell was I able to view that on Instagram? And so I didn't even see the lady's um, official page. I'm seeing fan pages, fan groups. Now, I don't know whether someone someone else has, has made all of these groups and are taking posts from her original page or if the actual girl is just making random fan pages and posting all of this stuff but why is on instagram why isn't there um like you know if you say something or even like um during like lockdown um like swans and that had the t t twerking thing and it was like literally if a girl showed too much bum his Instagram was cut off for like a couple of days. That's a grown woman deciding that she wants to shake her bum on the internet and have people watching it. This lady is talking about the most disgusting things about her daughter and Instagram are allowing it to be up there. Bearing in mind, the pages are open. So 
can Instagram not shut it down? If there's so much evidence out there, why is no one helping her? Why is child services not involved? Why is nobody saying anything? People are writing underneath the post, you know, this is disgusting, it shouldn't be out there, but is anybody actually trying to find her and trying to help her? Like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, when her little girl grows up, I really hope, I hope to God that she's not scarred by, because again, it's all, um, I don't know if it's true or not. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully it's, it's not, and the woman's just sick and t t twisted. Um, but if it is tr true, I hope her daughter's not scarred and is not, you know, her daughter could turn out to be like a prostitute at like eight or so. Do you know what I mean? Like, and all of these things are happening and she's just not realising it. And it's just, just so disgusting. I just, I don't understand it. Like, I have a son who's like five. I would never dream, like ever, 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 not even as a last foot, like to be talking about him in such a, um, a derogative way. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is my child. My child, I am there to be his protector and will protect him against anything and against anyone. How am I going to then put him in harm? Especially in like a sexual way. I think that is just disgusting. So disgusting. Ash. So not in there, Ash. I mean, there's there's a lot. And again, if you're watching this and you know, um you're easily offended, we apologize, but it's actually a real thing. So this is what Milan's talking about, something that's been viewed on social media. Ash, what's what's your what you got to say on this one? What's your take on this? You're you're muted by the way as well. Um boy. I don't know about all of that, man. That's kind of rough. Still, I just, I just think, I hope it's not true. And I hope it's not real, innit? You know what I'm saying? I hope it's not real. But I can't really talk too much on that. I just think it's fucked up. Um, if I talk about that shit, I'll talk about things that are, are other crimes. So I will not talk about that. You get me? That's crazy. That's fair enough. Yeah, sure. I, mean, sure, I know your person who's that always you know, got good vibes and. What what's your how 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 are you taking to this information and how did you feel when you first saw this? What me? Yeah. I oh, know. I never. I never seen that. I never seen that thing. But how but, um, how do you feel when you now that you've heard about it and what, what's your take on it? It's just sick, really, isn't it? Sick. But um, you know, it's kind of like. It's a messed up world we live in and I feel like a lot of people do suffer with mental health. Um, you know, a lot of people are, have more severe mental health and some is mild, you know. I think it's about one in three people will suffer with mental health in their life. So, you know, that's why I think it's important for people to educate themselves on it and, you know, people to learn about it in schools, at work, that kind of thing, because, you know, if it's learnt about, it can be tackled more, but, you know, a lot of people don't understand it. And I do think that as a parent, uh, having a mental health issue, it can affect your child emotionally, mentally. And, you know, I think that's why it's important to teach to just teach people what it's about and, you know, ways to tackle mental health, ways to handle it, that kind of thing. 
So, yeah. Shids, I know you when you heard about this as well. What was your views when you, um, or what's your views now hearing about this? Yeah, like, um, so the way I heard about it initially was from my daughter. And I was just, I just remember feeling just mad upset because I'm like, how was she able to, I know that the internet exposes them, all of us, anyone, um, to, you know, things that are disturbing. Um, and I remember when she made me aware of this, this woman, and she was like, Mum, look at her post. They just, and, and people are reposting it and people are commenting. And this woman's got over 10,000 followers. Like, it, it, what, what's going on? Like, why are people support? Like, for, for you to follow her, you're supporting that. How can you actually click the follow button and watch her and see what she's doing and then go to sleep easily after seeing the thing, you know, the things that she was, she's been posting? They're, re they're severe, it's really bad. Um, but I just believe in my mind that she is, you know, it's either, whether it's an attention thing or whatever, it is definitely a, a cry for help. Um, mental health is, is very real. I think we all suffer with, or we've all have suffered or might suffer mentally and have mental health issues. There's so many forms of it. It can go from the lowest level the highest level just as Cher said um, and I definitely think that it's important to educate about um, about mental health um, I mean I, I went through a, a period in my life where my mental health suffered um, but luckily you know by the grace of God I was able to just pull my shit together and it was my child that gave me that motivation to do that um, but I remember there was a time and I just got to a point where I was just like, I can't, I need a break. I can't do this. And, you know, my child is, is first and foremost in my life. And I just got, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to see her to see me crying every day or to know that because they feel you in it. They come from you and children, regardless, like I work in a nursery and children know when your mood has changed. They know, but they feel the energy. They're so innocent and pure that they can feel it, they'll spot it way before another adult, like another adult has spotted it. So I think we have to be, you know, in some cases you can't be um, careful or give that child thought because your mental health issues might be so severe that you can't do that. And I'm, that's where I think that is not, you know, it's out there, there's a lot of this advocates for mental health, there's a, there's a lot of organisations, but I just don't feel that there's enough support in the sense of, you know, there's not things in place that, to, you know, social services are there, but I don't think they actually, I think because it's about numbers and it's about trying to get to everyone and trying to do those things, I don't feel that there's enough support. I feel that there should be separate teams, people that, you know, just everyday people can relate to. Because if you find with a person, if it's a parent with mental health issues, most of them don't want to speak to social services. They don't want to speak to a support worker because they feel like they have that fear that their child's going to be taken away from them. I mean, they leave children with drug addicts and, and, and all sorts. But I think when you're, if you're not a drug addict, 
and you don't suffer with those things and that's not a problem in your life like addiction and stuff i think when you're suffering from mental health issues a lot of people are afraid to speak up about it especially parents because of the fear of their child being taken away from them when the goal is to keep the child with the parents the child is always you know better off with the parents in, in my eyes but i just think that it's fear with a lot of people and this is why a lot of people don't own up to having mental health issues but it can and probably will later on become detrimental to the child because that's all the child's ever going to know that's all they're ever going to remember and then i think it has a knock-on effect and then that cycle is not broken and it carries on and then mental health runs through the family do you know what i mean so for me i just personally think that the support a better support and stronger support system needs to be put in place for those kinds of things definitely yeah I, I, you know what i've noticed yeah because obviously i grew up here, like i knew a lot of kids that had like maybe their carers or whatever yeah so there is a lot of support for the kids yeah but there's not a lot of support for them as like a unit like a family like there's not you see like working in a hospital you know like there's like certain things you need to do in order to be able to come out. Like you need to have be a certain level of hygiene, certain level of whatever. You know, like you have to be, you have to tick certain boxes in order for them to be like, ah, yeah, you look like you're well enough to go home. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like in that scenario where it's family, I feel like the same kind of thing should be, there should be the same kind of system where people go in and help them to rebuild that family unit and to rebuild how, how to parent and how to be a, a a child to a parent that's that's had mental health. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's hard. Because for children that look after the parent, they literally become the parent. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to not. It's hard to not feel like that after. It's hard to go back and and, and be like, okay, you're you're the mum now. Go on now. Tell me what to do now. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're like, well, but I've I've been looking after you for years, and now I'm supposed to. Do you know what I'm saying? Now I'm supposed to take order from you, and I've been the one. You get me giving you orders all this time, do you get what I'm saying? But so I definitely feel like there needs to be uh, the same thing that you were saying, just like a system where, or, or like an organisation that comes in and looks at it as a family issue, do you get what I'm saying? Rather than, okay, let's take the kids away for a little while. Because I, I remember like kids that they, they, they used to get a lot of different things that used to go out to bear different places and get like, you get me, special treatment and stuff. But it doesn't make any difference. You just had a good date. You get what I'm saying? You still got to go back and deal with what you're dealing with. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, you still got to go back and deal with what you're dealing with on your own. You know what I mean? Where, like, if it was less about making the kids feel like they're normal, yeah, um, and more about making them making it work, like, showing them a way that it can work. Like, there's nothing wrong with people that have mental health. It's just that, they need to be on maybe certain medication or they need to do certain things in order to be okay. Do you know what I'm saying? But as a family, we should be able to know what that is and we should be able to know what it takes for them to be at their best. Do you know what I'm saying? But there's nothing in place to teach families how to deal with this thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's not just a personal thing. If you're going through mental health, it's not just you going through it. Everyone who loves you, everyone who's going to see you, everyone who's around you, you know what I'm saying? Is going to go through it as well, isn't it? You get me? I feel like that's something that people that I wish I hope hopefully I, like I'll be able to be part of something that can help with that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's been something I've really wanted to do since I've been since I've worked in that kind of environment. I know that when people leave that environment, 
they go back to how they were because there's nothing to help them once they're back out there. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with the families that lose their kids. Like, you might get your kids back, but then there's nothing to help you, like, maintain that family unit. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's no way if your kids get taken away from you, they're going to come back and still be the same with you. Do you know what I mean? They're going to feel some type of resentment. But there's nothing. They're, they're quick to come and destroy your family, but there's nothing to help you build your family. Do you know what I mean? Which is, like, I feel like it's unfair. Because they will take your kids and not, like, in a second, for real. It's not like they might take your kids. They will, any excuse to take your kids, if you tick two, three boxes, they're taking your use. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but there's no one there to make sure that they don't. Like, this is what we're going to do to make sure they don't take your use. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not that. And I just feel like the, the balance is not fair. Do you get me? The balance is not there. Definitely a lot in there. Before I forget, DJ Impress says, true words, bro. Um, but touching back on Milan's um, original topic in regards to the lady posing things about her kids, right? Um, so, you know, first of all, we don't know if that's actually her account. And it could be a catfish, catfish account. Um, so, first of all, she can't really say anything about her specifically because who's saying that someone's not, just not using her pictures and, and photographs? Secondly, Chili made a good point. Why has that account got 10,000 followers? So, whether it's her account or not, if that's the things that you're posting in that context, why is there 10,000 of you watching that and following along? But also, I think, I think uh, Milan might have said, why is that account so active? And it goes into my third point in terms of, I think it depends on what group of society you're talking about or upsetting. So the reason why I say that is because if you think this woman, from, from memory, it's a black woman with a black child, right? And she's talking about harming or doing certain things. I say she, because again, we don't know if it's her or not. But the person who's created the account is talking about doing things to a black woman and a black child. Yeah, so why would it be taken down? If they were talking about other groups of society, going back to our recent conversations the last couple of weeks, that would probably would have been taken down a long time ago, right? So I think that answers the question as to why it's not being taken down, because had they said it's a Jewish woman and a Jewish baby, I think, I think, I don't know why, but I, something tells me that that account would have been shut down and permanently deleted a long time ago. We wouldn't have had the chance to reach 10,000 followers. So I think that's part of the reason why. I think that's, again, my answer to you, Milan, is why that account's still there. I mean, um, read one of the messages. DJ Press says, family, family does go through it, especially if they want to help. Okay, I think going back to what Ashley was saying about family and helping you know what I mean? Milan, what's your, what's your views? What are you thinking? What are you saying? Um, so in regards to the, the person's account, it's like what Chili said. There are 10,000 people out there that her um, stories or whatever are popping up on their feeds on a daily basis. And people that, there's 10,000 people that think that's okay. Like, I couldn't even... Like I said, I couldn't find the original um, account. I was looking at a, a fan page. Why would you be a fan page? Anyway, I was looking at a fan page. I think I watched the first three videos and then I couldn't watch anymore because it made me feel sick. Sick, it made me feel angry. It made me, like literally all of my um, emotions was just in a mess. And I literally had to take like half an hour out and just sit there and just, just with no music, no TV on in the background, just, just to, like, level myself again. To, like, do you know what I mean? It made me so 
angry. And that's just by watching three videos. I didn't like, follow any of the accounts or nothing, but there were 10,000 people out there that are watching those on a daily basis, liking the, like, the videos and the pictures. Why are you liking it? If I like a picture, say if Chili puts a picture up or Ashley puts a picture up, I'm liking the picture because I like what you've put up. Do you know what I mean? If you're liking this woman's disgusting, disturbing videos, what, so there's another 10,000 people out there that are doing the exact same thing? But we just don't know. Do you know what I mean? It really puzzles me and I don't, it doesn't sit right with me. It really, really, it really doesn't. Um, and then going on what Ashley was saying, I definitely feel like people in general need to be educated on mental health. And I don't mean that, you know, they need to like go to seminars and write essays and have to say back what they learned. But there were so many families out there that, um, say for instance, if, if I was having trouble with my son or I felt a type of way, or I felt like, you know, I, I needed a break because I couldn't do it. And I don't mean like me personally, I just mean like in general, there were so many people that can't go to their mum or auntie or nan or whoever, they can't go to an elder in their life and say, I am having these problems and I am having these issues and I need your help. Because you either get told that you're like stupid or you're imagining it, or especially when you're, um, obviously I'm, I'm not a guy, I can just speak from a, like a woman's perspective. Um, but so many people are like, but you're, like you're a mum and you're supposed to be able to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's like, there's, there's no book. There isn't a manual to life in general anyway. There's not a manual into being a mum. Cause before I had my son, I didn't have another kid. I didn't learn from anything. I just got sat with this child and it was like, oh, okay, cool. Now, now I need to figure out the, the smallest of things and things that you don't even think about. Like, you know, as an adult, Sometimes I don't want breakfast in the morning. I just want to get up and go. But now you've got to psychologically think, right, I need to get up and do my child breakfast because my child needs breakfast and then they need lunch. Do you know what I mean? So there's things that as a parent and especially as a, a woman, people just think that you're just supposed to know how to do everything. And, you know, if, I don't know, a million women in the world are are doing it and on on the on the surface look like they're handling life and they're handling being a parent and they're juggling um being a parent going to work housework like a social life why can't you do that do you know what i mean and everyone just looks down on you like oh she's off she's off again do you know what i mean and it's like and that's how people turn to like drink drugs you know, or they just want to like leave their kids here, there and everywhere and go and like skin out. And it's not necessarily because they're a bad parent. It's a cry for help. But people just look and they just laugh, she's out again. Do you know what I mean? So it definitely starts, it needs to start at home. But how do you educate the, the like elders on something that, do you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it, but how do you educate the the elders do you know what I mean is it just now we as a generation need to take that into account and like we start learning and then we show it down to, to like our kids and then their kids and stuff like that do you know what I mean 
Yeah. Definitely a lot in there. Before I head over to show, read some of these messages quickly. Um, Life Made Tyrant says, Yo, Ash, it's Tyrone. I ain't a stranger. I have for 61 days. I'm not sure what that part meant. Um, I feel you, sis, talking about what Milan was saying. It's the truth. There's a, re- there's a root of life, though, and we have mental health. I'm not sure what that means. It's been systematic- systematically done to us. School, food, water, technology, human race. We don't treat each other with love. Um, DJ Impress says, I disagree. And that's where that's ended. So hopefully one of them tells why they disagree. Share what you say. What, what's your views on this? Yeah, I think there's, there's such a long way to go. Um, and with the time we're in as well with social media, it's like people either use it for a good way or a bad way. And a lot of the time... There's a lot of uh, corruption going on in the world, so that is presented, and the things that are, need to be spoken about are not really presented. So I just think it's important to push the things that need to be spoken about, you know, so people can learn about mental health. A lot of people still don't even know what mental health is, you know, because um, I've got my mental health platform. Um, Somebody even asked me, what's mental health? Like, they really didn't know. So I just think it's all about learning. And, you know, when it comes to people individually, just learning about yourself and learning to accept who you are and, you know, not being so hard on yourself, but at the same time being able to talk to somebody you know even if it's just a friend or something being able to express how you feel because a lot of the time especially in the black community you know we don't really express ourselves enough because you know we're told you're strong or be strong or whatever but a lot of the time you know there's hidden stuff behind that so I just think it's important to really educate ourselves overall no, it's okay. A lot going on there. Should read some of these messages. Um, Life Made Tyrant says, my last name is Stride. It means, I don't know what that means. DJ Press says, I don't think it's systematically. Uh, Life Made Tyrant says, taking large steps to closing the gap to equality in all life forms. Uh, Junior Baker says, yes, it's all perception. We all want the result and not the journey process in life. Uh, speak how you feel, DJ. Because I'm talking, because I talk of feelings, not what I'm thinking. But I think they said DJ, I don't think it's talking about me, okay? Just putting it out of there. Uh, I think it's talking about DJ Impress. Um, Chids, talk to me. What are you saying? Breathe it all in, love it all out. Um, I think it's from a man's perspective, all I can speak about is what I've experienced and what I'm around. And, um, you know, over the past few years, like, in in the area that I live, um, quite a few um, young men, um, some I went to school with and stuff, they've, they've taken their own life. And it's all been 
due to um, having mental health issues and feeling that they can't talk to anyone about it. So the only answer was to kind of end it all. Um, I do feel that um, women are more likely to speak out about any mental health issues that they might be going through. Women, we, we, we talk about so many things on a daily basis to other women, to other men, to anyone really. Like how many times as a woman, like I know this has happened for me, it's, uh, I've come home from work and I've sat in my car for about half an hour and just had a good cry before I've come in the house and been like, yeah, I am to them, like everything's normal. But that releasing that emotion and having a word with myself and being able to talk to myself and kind of just express, it, it, it does help. But I feel for men, it's not the same because men are always taught to be, nah, you're a man, you need to be strong. You can't talk about emotions. You can't be weak. You can't be this. It's, it's seen as being weak, but it's not. And this is where the system and society fail men on a daily basis. How many men, like the rate of male suicide is, is, is shot right up over the past 10 years. And for me, that is so painful to hear about, to be around, you know, to watch the families. Like my, my best friend, her, her cousin took his life and then the, his best friend, because he couldn't handle it, he couldn't take it, he took his life too. Do you get me? In the same way. And it was just, it's, 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 it's awful. And I just feel like it's almost like it has to get to that point until they notice, oh, my God, these young men are suffering. There's a lot of pressure um, on men to be strong, to be leaders, to, be, to do certain things in life. There's a lot of peer pressure. And I just feel there's not enough support for young men. There's definitely not enough support for young we'll talk about color i will bring race into it there's definitely not enough support for young black men we I, I don't see nothing in place people will start little organizations but then you don't hear nothing for, about it it kind of fizzles out or just fades off into the background because it i just feel that you know talking about black men i mean all all men are important all human beings are important but men specifically i just feel that they really suffer and black men there's not enough people that they can you know relate to or look to or anyone that they feel that they can go and talk to especially in within the culture because i've got you know my younger brother i've always said to him if you ever feel any type of way about anything you come and talk to me my mum says the same thing to him we grew luckily we grew up in a family where we were we are able to go and talk to the men are able to go and talk to their elders but i know from you know talking to friends and stuff that they can't like i've got one friend he was really really suffering um and he lives in the london area and he just said to me, Chip, there's no one I can go and speak to. I can't go and speak to my grandmother or my mum or, or anyone because they'll just look at me and say, oh, you, why are you trying to go on like you're mad or like fix up? What's wrong with you? I think the attitude about mental health is, is shocking. Nobody knows. Like mental health, it, it, it could be anything. It could be any little thing. And nobody is educated enough to recognise the signs or to have empathy 
for anybody who's suffering with mental health, they'll just look and say, look at her, she's mad, or look at him, he's off his head. Like, you can't have that attitude, you really have to look at it, look a little bit deeper and think, do you know what, maybe something is wrong. And we need to have more open doors where, where people, can, and especially men as well, because there's such a rise in, in male suicides, there needs to be an open door where they can go and speak to somebody and actually talk about emotions and say how you feel even because remember some people think to themselves now nah, this is trivial now nah, i'll get over it now nah, i'll be okay but no because that that could develop and it can grow and grow and grow and before you know it that's another life gone because they have nobody to speak to i just don't think there's enough support out there and like especially for men so you know True, there's a lot in there, right? I'm going to go to Ashley in a second. I just want to ask you guys, there's quite a lot going in the, um, on the live, right? And I, can't, I couldn't even keep up with the messages. I was trying to listen to Chids and um, Shea, and I was trying to read the messages. So we've got Tyrone, we've got Junior, we've got uh, DJ Empress, we've got Mayday Carter, and I think a couple of others in there. I think it might be worth inviting them onto the live to join us all um, so they can share their opinions. Um, but before we do so, I want to ask Ash, Ash, going by what Milan, Shir and Chidi have said, as a black man, do you think it's more difficult to speak about mental health? If you, were, if you were, feel like you were suffering personally, do you think as a young black man from the Afro-Caribbean background, do you think it's more difficult for you to speak on or more of a stigma towards you if you had mental health or to refer back to mental health? 100%. 100% because we don't trust each other. We don't trust like we don't trust our women. We don't trust our brothers. We don't trust our friends. We don't trust no one. So who would you go to? We're 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 born alone, die alone. That's our mentality with us. That's how we. That's the only way we can survive out this thing. And everyone, like most black men, are just like we've been we've been programmed to think. What's the best way for me to survive? Isn't it? What's the best way for me to be okay? You get me? So. Whenever you're at, if you're weak or if you're suffering, you're not going to share your suffering with people you don't trust. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why, it's, that's why they won't, who are you going to tell? Do you know what I'm saying? If you've got, maybe if you've got that like, good relationship with people, people will know that something's wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? But other than that, we're not really going to go to people and be like, oh yeah, that, do you know? and, unless you trust them like that. Do you know what I mean? But when you get to a certain age, bro, if you've already gone through so much shit with people, you're like, I don't trust no one out of this bitch. Do you get me? You'll get the one. I can't say for everyone, but majority of the time you'll get to an age where there's not 20 people you trust anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're younger, there's more people you'll trust like, but life teaches you that you can't trust everyone that's around you. You feel me? Isn't there saying something like your best friend can be your worst enemy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, Someone do me a favour. Can one of you put the link in the group, right, in the um, on the light on the thingy majig? Because um, I got there's a few in there. And DJ Press says she's, she's not joining, but I think we might change our mind. So can someone throw the link in there? In fact, I'll do it myself actually. Throw a link in there. Get some of them on the live to share their views as well on this. Um, again, because there's a lot in there. So as you, um, yeah, one thing I would say though. One thing I would say though, in terms of. Um, being black and suffering from mental health, yeah, I would, I would say that we need more people, more black people or more black males to work in those kind of environments or people that understand the culture to be in them kind of environments. Because a lot of the time, 
um, the man don't make it out of there for the sheer fact that there's no one in there that understands how their behaviour. Do you get? Do you get what I'm saying? So behaviour that would be seen as not normal to us, but we understand it to them is is super aggressive and super scary. Like man, they don't even have to really be on this thing for them to treat them like they're like they're the baddest man on the road. Do you get what I'm saying? Like. So it's scary because I've seen it myself. I've, been, I've seen men that are, they look scary. They, they present like, you get me? But really, they're nice guys. You get what I'm saying? But as soon as men shout, they get me? Like, everyone's there. And arms pulled. Everyone's round and ready to go. You get what I'm saying? But the white you could be walking around, kicking off doors and smashing everything. And everyone's just kind of like, oh, that's how he is. Just let, him, just let him vent. You know what I'm saying? So he can vent. As soon as the man them shout, man, alarm call, everyone's ready to go. And the, and the maddest thing is it's not a racist thing because a lot of the people that work in that environment are black people, isn't it? Yeah, they're just not people from the from the culture. They're not people that understand um, the ends. They're not people that understand our, our where we come from. Do you know what I mean? So it's black people, but it's like aunties and uncles and Africans and um, Caribbeans and people that are not from, like, not from England, isn't it? They don't understand British culture. They don't understand that Britain, Black Britain is a thing. They don't understand that Black British is a culture of itself, of its own. They don't really get it. You get me? To them, you got a Black, but you're acting like, you're acting like you're some, you get me? They think it's an act. I can't put on this act. I talk like this, whether I'm around my aunties, grandparents, it doesn't matter who I'm with, I talk the same. It's not an act. I can't change it. I can't turn it off. The same way your accent is your accent. You can't switch it up. I can't switch it up. Do you get me? And that's something that people don't really understand. They think that this is an act. They think that this this London thing or this you get me away from the ends. This ends thing is a is a is a thing. It's really our culture. We there's like thousands of us, hundreds of thousands of us that speak like this, that walk like this, that talk like this, that act like this. It's not just me. This is not like a uh, a niche. It's not like a taboo. And there's there's loads of us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like we're real. We exist. Like. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I think people outside of the culture don't really get. And there's a lot of men like us in them environment. So we need to be there, man. We need to, we need to be there for that. Otherwise, they're going to suffer because at the end of the day, no one gets it except for us. Do you know what I mean? Also, what you just said there, like, obviously, um, saying about being black and being British and stuff. Um, I know London's obviously the first place that everyone thinks of, but... You know, obviously in Wales, you've got a large black community. You've got a, this guy who's a black man. Do you get me? It's not just a thing that it happens in, in Cardiff, yeah? But I know, I know majority of the of, of black men in, in this area, they, they've got nowhere to turn to. They've got, there's nobody there. And the first thing, anything cops off, it's them who's getting... You get me? They get a grab for it, and I know. Well, you know, I noticed the coach is the same. It doesn't even matter. That's what I'm saying. That's the same. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. Because I've worked with their man, like from Bristol, from there, from there, like from Birmingham. They're the same. We get it because we're from the same culture. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Like, do do you know what it's like? I'm like my one friend. Um, she she came down to visit me one time and I took her down to my cousin's house and that and she was like, Rah, it's like being in the end, do you get me? Like it's actually it's exactly the same. You go to Manchester, Manchester is worse than London. 
on a it's worse, bigger scale. Do you get me? You go Birmingham, Birmingham's mad. There's no support in place for these young black men. Do you get me? And it's like a lot of them, I've even spoken to young black men who say that they kind of they will hide and be shadowed behind their white male friends in order to get some kind of help. I know one guy, he actually got his white friend to um like make a phone call and say, look, I'm suffering, I need help, blah, 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 whatever. And then when he actually went to the place, he turned up, he took his white friend with him and he said, it's actually me who has the problem. And then when he was asked why he did that, he said, because I didn't feel as a black man that I could come to an organisation and get the help that I need because is, is there really anyone here that I can relate to or, or who's going to relate to how I'm feeling? So I definitely think from a culture cultural aspect it's very different for black males it's hard for all men of any color do you get me i need to put that point out there it's hard for just just a man being a man but it's just a little bit harder for you know asian men and black men to get that support and that help it's really tough there's a lot in there. Do you know what, again, guys, there's a lot of messages in the chat, right? I can't really keep up with it, to be honest with you. It's just, like, it just keeps going one after the other. Uh, Tyron says, and 61 days now. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. I'll actually ask your brother. Um, but here I am, 10 toes on my own, hugging the world. Um, I'm not sure what that means. I've put the link in the group. So, Tyrone, if you want to join in. Junior Bake, if you want to join in. Um, Junior Bake is probably, we're not all alone. Um, Ashley, I just want to ask a question, going back to what Chidi and you said before, right? About being a young black man. Um, do you think things are getting better <laughs> as we're getting older or and as our generations are changing? Do you think things are getting easier in that sense? I don't think nothing's changed except for the niche has changed that like we know now. So we can change it because we know now. So I feel like the information is better. Um, but action, still, we still need action, isn't it? Like, we don't own no hospitals, so no, I don't feel like nothing's better. Because we don't own no hospitals. Like, it's the maddest thing is like, we don't actually have any control of what's going on with our brothers or sisters when they're in there. We don't really know what medication they're on. We don't know what the medication does to them, the side effects, you get me? We don't know how long they're going to have to be on it. We don't know nothing. We just leave them in there, like, psh, hopefully they come out good. That's basically what happens, so. I don't feel like, no, I don't feel like it's better. You get me? I feel like the only time would be better is if we're, when we actually um, know what's happening, are involved in what's happening, we have a say in what's happening. You get me? Um, yeah, that's how I feel like it would be better, man. But you know don't I mean? you think, on that, don't you think the fact that we're more aware of it is, is better in itself? So that way, as we were saying before, and as everyone said, being a young black man specifically, um, trying to go to someone else to tell them of how you feel, coming down to feelings, really, isn't it? Whether it be mental health or your emotions, it was always difficult to do so. But now, you know, we, we've been in the, our family's been in the UK for a lot longer. Do you not think that it's getting a bit easier? Yeah, I think it. Well, well, it's easy. I think yes. If I say no, I'd be lying because I'm talking about my. I talk about my feelings and thoughts and emotions every week live on Instagram. So for me to say no would be a lie. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's got better, but everyone doesn't do that. And everyone still doesn't talk about how they feel and everyone still isn't honest about it. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm mm -hmm. trying to create a platform where people feel comfortable. If I do it and I'm still the same every time you see me, then you can do it and you can, you'll still be the same. You ain't going to change. 
me it's not going to make you less in fact it will probably make you more that's that's the aim so the, yeah so I feel like that's the whole point isn't it? I feel like it will get better because if I didn't think it would get better I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this so I feel like that I feel like it will definitely get to what you want it to be and that's the aim that's what you want isn't it Shay what are you saying and you've been very quiet Milan we're going to come to you next as well you've both been very quiet yeah, I think in a way it's got better because, you know, a lot of people are more open. A lot of people are speaking out, that kind of thing. A lot of people are trying to help. Um, but in a way, it's kind of got worse as well because, you know, there's still people that need help. There's still people that don't understand about mental health. There's still a lot of corruption going on everywhere and you know I feel like social media is a big big part of the world now basically um, yeah so I feel like social media has a big part to play in it because of what kind of things are viewed what kind of things are put in your face without you can't like scroll without seeing something that might you know affect you mentally so it's just important to take care of your mental health you know no matter who you are and yeah I do think it is a big issue for black males to speak about their mental health and you know I just feel like people should be comfortable enough to express themselves you know how they want Milan, what are you saying? And he said, I may have been very quiet. Chid, share up. It's okay. <laughs> I definitely feel like for young, obviously I'm not old, so I don't know about old, older, like the older generation, but for young people, um, especially if we're talking about, you know, like in the community and stuff, it's definitely because so people think like mental health the first thing they think about is like um you know if like depression and stuff like that and and things that are, are in the media that you like know about and stuff like that and it's it's not like literally everyone goes through like mental health issues like if and it doesn't mean that you're ill or you need tablets or do you know what i mean if if for, if for a couple of days you literally wake up in the morning and you're just there is something going on like mentally you have mental health issues do you know what I mean so um if you literally if you spoke to someone about it and was like oh, do you know what I've been waking up for a couple of days and I just feel like I can't just talk about it do you know what I mean but people see that because no one wants to admit to having mental health issues. Nobody wants to admit to having any issues. Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants to go on like they are the best thing since fucking sliced bread. But you're not. Do you know what I mean? And everybody has issues. And I think where that social media is involved as well, um, and it's not even social media, it's social media trying to impress other people, um, especially now, going back to like what we saw about uh, 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 like in fashion, 
guys want to be the, the drippiest guy out there. They want to have the best swagger. They want to have a Rolex watch and they want to be dripping in this designer, that and da, da, da. But it's like you're going out there, putting on a front and a facade and then you're going home and your like, wallpaper's hanging off your walls. You're sleeping on a dirty mattress on the floor. Do you know what I mean? How, trying to keep up with a lifestyle is going to affect like, your mental health. But no one will ever admit that. And that is having a mental health issue. Do you know what I mean? So having a mental health issue is not something that is diagnosed by a doctor. And it doesn't need to be diagnosed by a doctor. It will just be the smallest thing. Trying to, you know, get the the, the best looking girl out there or the girl that's trying to get like her body to look like this and have a flat belly and big bum. Do you know what I mean? All of these things are are affecting like your mental health, but no one wants to admit it. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, everybody's doing it. Everyone's posting it on Instagram. When you go to a party or you go to the corner shop, like there are guys that go to the corner shop in a pair of loops. Like I'm going in slides, leggings and a baggy t-shirt because I'm going shopping, I'm coming back home. But they can't step out of their house in nothing less than loops do you know what i mean because if they get caught in i don't know like even like adidas adidas trainer and or a night tracksuit it's like oh well why was the other day he was wearing do you know what i mean that the world that we live in is so so crazy um so for it just goes back to educating people and for people not being afraid to say what i needed the day off or, do you know what I mean? I, like, I wasn't in the live for two weeks, I think, of a week. Because I just was, I just didn't want to talk. I just, not that I wasn't interested in the t topics that there was, but I just needed a break. I just wanted to just sit in my house and do me. Do you know what I mean? So, and that doesn't mean I now have a, a, a clinical, like, like mental health issue um, and, and, a, and a report and a record. And I, I, like, I need to go to the Bethlehem, it's a mental hospital in, in um, Croydon, that I don't need to go there. And I need to like, sign in and talk to someone about my, my feelings. And I need to have sand and a rake. And if, if my lines are wiggly, then, you know, I'm obviously angry. No, I just needed to take time out. And I did that. And I would not be afraid to say that. Is it because I'm a woman? No, it's just because I, that's me. I do need it to take time out. I'm not going to be like ashamed to say that. So people just need to just stop being so hard on each other because it takes for someone to, if they take their life, for everyone to be like, oh, well, I kind of thought that she was, or he was, do you know what I mean? Because as well, so I'm rambling here, but you know, like some people, I'm a type of, person i notice things so i will notice you having your mood is off so i'll be like oh you're right and you say like, yeah, yeah now i want to know more because i know that you are not okay do you know what i mean but you might not want to talk to me about the issue that's going on but just that person knowing that i've took a couple of minutes out of my day to answer if they're right to check up on them do you know what i mean it could help it might not, I might be making it worse, but I like to think that I'm, I'm helping. Do you know what I mean? So we should all look out for our friends and family and um, just check on people every once in a while. And if someone's acting different or their behavior is 
um, erratic, you know, it could be a cry for help because they don't want to say, I am not okay. But don't then make them feel bad. Do you know what I mean? Just be there as a friend or like a family member or a lover or, you know, whatever title that you want to give yourself. Wait, did you say a lover as well? Uh, anyway, I, I won't say nothing because love is our show and myself. We have got a guest who's decided to join us. Um, um, Milton, Milton, wait, Milton. wait, the guest is, oh, I thought he was gone for a second. We've got a guest who's decided to join us who was very active in the, in the, um, on the comments. Um, Hi. Mr. Milton, come on, introduce yourself. Tell us what you want to say. But you've got to unmute yourself, though. Unmute yourself now. <laughs> Yo, I'm still hey, on the technology still. Okay. So, um, touching down on this mental health thing, just diving straight in. Um, just running back from being like youths and everything. We've been exposed to everything, but as young as you don't, you ain't realizing it. It's all hunky dory, it's daisy, growing up on the states, whatever. You, you ain't, uh, you ain't accustomed to things as you grow up, you know. So, growing up, experiencing things, anyone with depression at a young age and their teens, and I just, you're telling people just snap out of it, it ain't real, it ain't this. I had like uncle who was schizophrenic, so experienced all mad stuff, and I was still medicated and everything. Growing up, you think medicated is the answer. Fast forward then, I was running, run for, run for cities, or run for Cardiff, run for Wales. It was due to go Commonwealth, Golden Coast, and everything. I had dreams, ambitions, all these things, same as everyone. Got stabbed up in a nightclub. Never used to drink. One night, had a little drink, got tipsy. This boy approached me, never even knew him, but Chitty knows him because it's we're all family sort of thing, innit? We're all from, like you say, culture, fucking wind rushing, all deep now, again a bit. <laughs> anyway, so we get stabbed up in a nightclub, all dreams, ambitions, crushed. I think, nah, I ain't gonna fall into that thing of being depressed now, nah, I love that. So get back up on ones, get back into training. They make an, they, like the stabbing and everything, there was no altercation. He came up to me in the nightclub, what are you saying? I pushed him away pulls out a knife and drops him. He falls into his friend. His friend picks him up, just lunges forward. I froze and stabbed me. Bam. Operations and everything. So I fucking bladder, stab, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, fast forwarding. Still doing my athletics and thing. And then all of a sudden, they're coming down to the track. So I got all these folk that see me, you know, growing up and everything. They know who I am. Visually, see people see us. They're just taking the impression, like, you know, I don't even know you, Ash, but he and boy, you saying about your track suit, blah, blah, blah. People look at you, you will be in everything, but not rough. You look handsome, but you know, people look at you, they make an impression in it, the, the stereotype, whatever it is. So, same way, like people who knew me sort of looked at me and was like, So, why did you get stabbed? It's like me explaining, like, there was no altercation, it was this, that, and the other, you know, it was just no pre pretense or nothing. It just happened. And people just look at you different, like the victim, the one with the scar, if you see someone on the street with a big scar across their face, like it's an ugly scar. It's like, keep away from that person. Nah, they were the victim. Like, you know, hear the story. People are stories. So yeah, anyway, cutting it short, I gave up athletics, moved away from it. Just to, for me, protecting them kind of people. Because they were trying to move to me on the track and stuff. And for some stupid reason, one of my mates advised me on getting a knife. So I got a knife. And stupid me, I would have used it. Because uh, after getting stabbed, the same year, I was jumped by four family members and a friend. The one family member was a father. There was two brothers and two friends. And a mother drove them to the barbershop to fuck me up. So yeah, it's all deep. So coming through that from 21, didn't experience no mental health up until I became a father four years ago.
and now I'm screaming for help. <laughs> for people who don't want to know. <laughs> so my thing, someone cut in. Switch. Oh, you want to mute this one? <laughs> yeah. No, I've noticed when it comes to us, no matter what happened, we're the same. We don't get treated like the victim. We're the perpetrator. So no matter what happens, so even if like, if, if you get shot, whatever, they, they don't look at you like you're someone who's suffered a traumatic experience. You get me? They just look at man as someone who's been part of like a gang activity. You get me? Oh, and they look at man as, a, as the perpetrator all the time. It don't matter what man go through. You, you must have brought that on yourself somehow. You get what I'm saying? You're not going to, there's no what, if, if, if someone, like if a white you get stabbed you're not even and survives, you're not going to ask him, like, why did you get stabbed? You're going to just ask him if he's okay, how does he feel? Like, you know what I'm saying? But for us, you're going to ask the, the story. You want to know, raw, like, what happened? Did you fight? Did you, you know what I'm saying? You want to act like it's an action movie. You know, like, we're humans as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't look at us as, as they look at us like we're superhuman. Because secretly, they know that we are superhuman. You get? That's why they don't have the same sympathy for us. That's why they don't have the same, uh, you get me, the same kind of empathy for us. Because raw, they're looking at you like, raw, if I was you lot, bro, I'll be, you get me, if I had what you lot had, I'll be, you get me? And it's true. They they wish they could be like us. That's why they don't have sympathy for us like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's fucked up, but there's two ways you can look at it, bro. There's two ways you can look at it. You get me? Realise that we are the superhumans that they expect us to be. Yeah? Not not to say that we can't go through things, because we do, but only each other, only we can help each other. Because I'm telling you, like, in those environments, they won't look at us. They still won't look at you as the victim. In that In them places, bro, they still don't look at man as the victim. The same way they have sympathy for the other people, bro. I've seen it with my eyes. Nah, they got sympathy nah, nah. for everyone else but the man them, bro. They don't have sympathy for the man them. Even when you're there crying, bro, they won't they don't have sympathy for you like that. You nah, I feel that. Like I've had to <laughs> hug the man them, like hug the man them, bro. Like they don't, they will say, Oh no, you can't hug you can't hug you know what I'm saying? You can't hug people, you can't hug patients or whatever. They will say that. But then you will see them hug their ones. Do you feel me? People that they're you get me, that they relate to, they will mm. hug that. They will hug them. They will show them that extra love. They will go the extra mile. Do you get what I'm saying? Because that's what people really need. But they won't do that for us in that environment, bro. We are the only people that can do that for us, bro. Yeah, so, I heard um, DJ say earlier, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry cutting no, I heard DJ saying earlier about, uh, you know, the closest ones too. So cutting, cutting back a bit four years ago, you know, with my partner. She was a barber before me. I was in college doing it. But she wanted to make moves. Like I said, it ain't about that life. Never weighed an ounce like Kano said. Never seen a brick. I ain't about it. I don't know. I was around them ones, like, but they kept me, like, away from that stuff. Keep you on your, your ones and everything. So, yeah, it weren't about that life. But anyway, fast forwarding, all my mental health, she's aware of, exposed to, knows and everything. Four years after opening the barb shop for her, working alongside her and everything, getting a second job as a bin man to work fucking 5.30 in the morning. Whoa. Till 1.30. To then go in the barbershop so can relieve her so she can have the kids doing the things like you're supposed to do. So four years later, she's fed up with that. She don't want that life, even though I'm making the things happen, providing finance, doing this, doing that, we're supposed to be doing, giving her time alone. She's gone and made a relationship with a customer, cutting all kinds of professional boundaries, and then gone by my back, even though we got a holiday, family holiday book to Jamaica. And she's doing all these kind of moves, just waiting to get home. And then COVID kicks in. So she's like, fuck it, we ain't going to Jamaica. I just announced it now. So she announces it. And then uh, all this shit now with my daughters. 
Well, I've been there, the one who like would finish work at 2.30 before my second job, go wash up, clean all the hair off me, go pick the daughters up, one from nursery, one from school, make sure they're fed, played with, done all the things. And now I don't even see them for 24 hours in a week. I get to see them twice, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then overnight on a Friday night, they're sleeping now. So when I seen this mental health topic, I thought I'm jumping on this. Chitty always tells me, come chat to her, man. I haven't reached Chitty for years. She's she's one of the ones. Everyone knows Chitty. Like, even having it on my doorstep, like, I still won't even go there. It's a mad thing. So, yeah, my girl done me wrong. She's fucked me over. She's taking me for everything. She wants me to surrender the shop. I ain't got a penny to my name. She's still taking all my money. So I'm at, at fucking death's door right now. Actually, I said to her about them boys, like, I'm, I'm ready to do it. But I won't do it. This is, what, this, this is my biggest thing. What do we do that this is, this is my friend, this is somebody who, who is very dear to me. You know I mean? I've got a lot of love for, and I know that they're suffering. But I also know that, you know, due to environment, due to lack of certain things, he's not, he, he, there's nowhere for him to reach out for that help. What does he do? Where does he go? How does he tackle it? How does he deal with living every day, thinking these thoughts, knowing that he feels this way, but also feeling that there's no way for him to go? What do yeah, we do? Family are there, isn't it? But like, that's the yard, man. Reach out to him and it's just snap out of it. Do what you gotta do. So when I'm chatting all kind of nonsense, saying I'm gonna go and beat up man, I'm gonna go and get a shot and go down there and do all these stupid things. Like I go and live in jail. I was I was living in my own house for two years, wouldn't step outside. PTSD had me mad. And then after that, I thought, you know what? I could go and kill someone and live in a jail. I wouldn't be twice as bad as living mouse. I was living in four walls, my bedroom and a toilet. You're mad. But yeah. That's what I mean, mental health. That's my head's gone. Try and have a civil conversation and just chat nonsense. That's you no. know what, yeah? It's not nonsense, bro. You see that, yeah? That, that place is, is something that is common that for us. We all, not all, we don't all go through it, but it's common. It's common. It's something that a lot of men have to go through. You get me? And a lot of men don't talk about it when they've gone through it. Men will act like they didn't feel nothing. Like when when they had to break, because come on, fam, a lot of men got kids and they don't live with them, bro. A lot of men got kids and their kids are over there and men are over here. And men yeah, got to yeah, figure yeah. out how to be okay. You have to figure out how to be okay because at the end, they don't have a choice, bro. You don't have a choice. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about being, having to move out of the yard and be in a yard where it's just you in this room. Fam, you gotta wake up. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's the point of getting up today. And was, you know what I'm saying? You're going to bed in the same shit. You woke up in, bro. I've been there, bro. I've been there, fam. You get me? A man have to, the only thing that, that, that gives man hope is that this can't last forever, bro. It cannot last forever, fam. Like, if you've got a parent or a dad that is not with your mom, and so you know, like, don't think your pups didn't go through this, this shit. And like, only, like, now I can go back to my pups and I said to him, bro, dad, you know what? I now know what it feels like to have a family that you cannot influence, that you have to watch, um, you have to, you, you watch from the outside. I now know what that feels like. I, all these years, Dad, I never knew how it felt or how it must have felt for you to have watched all of us live with our mums and you have to be somewhere else. And he said, son, 
thank you for saying that to me. I never knew that my whole teenage life, 15, yeah. 18, 21, 25, and clocked. I was thinking, dad is dad. Yeah, but it's cool. You get me? Until I had to really sit here and be like, I'm here. My daughter's over there, bro. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's not, and I don't know nothing. Yeah? All I know is what I'm told. Yeah? And I have to accept that as the truth. Because whether it's the truth or not. You get me? But then my dad has to do the same thing. Dad, how are you all right till this day, 56, bro? How did you do that? He said, hey, son, I told you, bro. You have to just let them do their thing and do it. Don't let no one bad you. Your, your life is for you. And then I realized, no, it's for real. You can love everyone. You can show, you can give your last to everyone in your, bro, everyone is going to live for them. No one's going to live for you. You get me? The only person that's going to live for you is you. Not even your baby's going to live for you, bro. You get me? And, to, and that's what a man is. You don't want a man. You, think, you see that? The most successful men, women hate them, bro. With, everyone hates them, but they're happy, bro. Because they ain't living to please not one of you motherfuckers. They're not living to please their you, their wife, their mum, their cousin, no one. They're living to please themselves. And they're happy, bro. Happy. Everyone can be as mad as they want. A man has to be okay. And they don't know what it takes for us to be okay, fam. No one does. No one knows what it takes for us to be okay, fam. You get yeah, me? Yeah, okay, because Sticky don't give a shit. Because Sticky's like, listen, I like peace and quiet. If you're talking too loud, I'm just going to mute you. You get me? That's him. And he sticks mm. to it. You know, he's not going to change himself to suit nobody. You see, if you start changing your, yourself to suit people, fam, yeah? It will hurt you, fam. And no one will care when you're mashed up and you're hurt. People will look at you like, oh, you're not even... Oh, I can't, I can't use you no more later. No, you know that. I'm some muscle dog. <laughs> just be useful for you, bro. Be nah, useful thank you, for man. yourself. Because first, you get me? Make sure you're useful for you, fam. You get me? Because <laughs> other people will drop you if you ain't useful, bro. Just don't drop yourself, cuz. You get me? Be useful for you all the time, fam. All I got to say is true talk. Come thank on, you. bro. Slap every time, bro, thank man. You. Come on, man. <laughs> Now, so, as we we want this message from DJ Empress. She says, "Love is the key, but trust is the lock. Love is the key, but trust is the lock." No, I just want to quickly say something. Right? Um, you said something at the beginning when you when you introduced yourself. You said you had an altercation at a nightclub. Yeah. So, right. The altercation was basically um, run it back. So, no, wait, wait, hold on. We think of the altercation. I, I'm asking for the altercation. Actually, to be honest with but, you, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say, do you know what? The altercation you explained already, you it, it's, it's it was minor. It, no, no, no. It's it not. Was it wasn't minor. It's definitely not minor. If someone said you, it's not minor. Um, no, no, no. no. But the altercation, like how he approached me and why he approached me, was minor. I, I believe that most time, most times it is. But what I was gonna say is, it's actually a blessing that you're still here to tell the story because that could have gone a completely different way. That like, I'm sure we've no, all that's seen how my on the mind news. Works, but I got no motivation now to act upon it. I've just lived like the past 12 years just going by. I still work every day. I just get by. It's Groundhog Day. You still got to provide and do things. Not exactly. Yeah, but, and I'm exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. That, that so could have been a different way. You might... Like Ashley's saying. Exactly, but it could have been a different story. Could, the story could have been, Chili would have got flowers put on your grave. But your head's sort of story, which means that she didn't have to buy flowers. So I'm just saying yeah, it's a blessing that your head is told the story. Yeah, it should be like that. Like in, in the barbershop, the second time when I got assaulted by the, the five, five of them, the family members and friends, and I, the father tried to stab me, my thing, but the, the kitchen knife snapped like one of them 
cheap ones in there, the, the handle and I snapped because I was wearing two pairs of joggers. But why did he come into the barber shop? The barber had nothing to do with it. The barber was cutting his son's hair like half hour prior to this when they see me in the shop because I didn't even know who these boys were. But the father came in, the barber put his hands up to block him because I was trying to go out the back way and just put his arm around the back of the barber and stabbed him, punctured the barber's lung. The barber had nothing to do with it. He could have pushed him to the side. He could have kicked him out of the way. He chose to stab him. So they're there to try and close me hand. All I can remember, like I got scars all over my forehead from fucking steel toe cap boots, baseball bats. Like, obviously everyone's at like a kind of altercation like that. They, they are bowie, but I ain't a bowie. And the altercation was Christmas, Christmas Eve, um, all go and get freshened up. And I'm like, waiting on the barber shop, bus stop across the road. These boys pull up and Patrice is the one. He's just eyeballing me. But they're younger, isn't it? So just let him be. Just like a little smile, don't pay my no mind. They've parked up, gone in the barbers, come back out. I'm still on the bus stop waiting to be picked up. So uh, they've looked across and just nodded their heads. Again, they're youngers to me. They're doing their thing. They're little dealers now. I ain't even a bowler. So I'm older, so I don't even bother them. Don't even give them no mind. So then when he sees me in the club, he said, what was you staying at? So I just laugh rough, go away. Pulls out a knife, just do a little one. So everyone says to me, like you say, when you see him, oh, you're the fighting, rah, rah. Why do you jump on his head? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? At the same time, like, I'm a savage with fighting, but that ain't fighting. I can't stamp on no man's head. I ain't going to go and kill somebody and do nothing like that. I should have for putting out a knife. He's pulled out. He's going to use it. But, like you said, I'm still here. I'm trying to do something, but, like, I'm struggling. My That's kids the see it. Thing. You're, you're here, bro. You're here, yeah. to, you're here to tell the story. You're here to be your, the, the father to your children. Or oh, I say father, to be a dad to your children. So, mate, that's a, again, it's an unfortunate, unfortunate situation. I'm, I'm glad that you're here to, to, to be able to tell the story because, again, it could have gone a completely different way. Cher, what are you saying? I know you unmuted yourself, so I didn't mean to cut you there. Apologies, Cher. That's all right. Yeah, this is such a deep topic to me and close to my heart because um, I love my friend to knife crime, so it's something that really, you know, is deep to me. And... I do feel like this is the type of things that do need to be discussed, addressed, you know, action taken when it comes to the community because knife crime happens so much and a lot of people just turn a blind eye to it or, you know, the black man is looked, like you said, like, like Ashley was saying, the black man is not looked at as the victim, even though he's the victim he's looked at like he's not the victim, which is really a big problem. And, you know, that can mess with people mentally. So I just think it's really important to, you know, for us to take care of each other and to look after ourselves more than anything, because, you know, a lot of people go through so much so much especially you know within deprived areas within the black community you know a lot of stuff happens and a lot of stuff is swept under the carpet so i just think you know it's important for people to just be able to speak about how they're feeling address it and for action to be taken because you know this is a big thing we need to address and it's not a joke this thing is happening every single day in London so yeah and other places as well so I just feel like yeah it is a thing that needs to be addressed because a lot of people suffer mentally 
and yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like nobody. These these you know unfortunate circumstances happen, and nobody in the long term actually looks at what is done or how it's made a person feel, and then that person then has to suffer or feels like they have to suffer alone. Like Milt, this is this is for you, like from from me to you in it. I've told you so many times that I've begged you and begged you to come see me, I'll meet you, I'll come and come and talk to you. And knowing you for so long, I, I'm not I'm not trying to say that I understand how you're feeling or what you've been through, because I never will. I haven't been that well. I have. I was stabbed in the shoulder one time, but it was mad, it was an accident. But the the effects that things the the effect that it's had on you. I'm never going to understand that. But what I will say to you is there are people out there who will listen to you. There are people out there that you can reach out to. Like, even if it's a thing, like, when Ashley comes, if you want to come and talk to Ashley, because, I, 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 like, for me... I, bro, I, you can stop me, bro. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll, I'll DM you anyway. Uh, I, like, I even thought to myself, maybe it's because I'm a woman and I'm always going to give you that 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 empathy and maybe sometimes it's not empathy the full empathy that you need because i know you personally do you get me so mm. this is like the, this this podcast when when it first came about it, it, it started from like a it was it was a chat and it was like a post that i posted and whatever but the overall and end result is if we can we're not professionals yes some of us work in certain sectors and stuff we're not professionals, but we have got knowledge, experience, and we it's real. We're real people, and we want people to come and talk to us. We want people to open up. We want to try and help people in any way that we can, because there's not enough support out there. You're there in your situation, feeling the way that you are, and you don't feel that there's, even though you've got a family that loves you, and you've got all those things in place, it's not the correct thing for you and um, to help you heal. Do you get me? I really feel that you need to sit down. You need to go through your story because everyone's got a story. Life's a journey, isn't it? You need to go through your story, take it right back. You need to strip yourself right down there in order to come back and find a solution to how you're feeling. And so I'm just saying to you, like a serious milk, speak to Ashley, speak to him. Because he gets on my nerves, but he's a good guy. You get me? He, he, will, he will give you that guy. He will give you that. that, that no, it's you know, you just need to do it. You know, you don't even need to do anything. You know what it is? Man, it's a clock, yeah? No matter how low you go, no matter how broken you feel, you can you can still be who you, who you are. You can still get back. You can still be stronger. You can still get back to the top. Don't ever get twisted. You just need to remember that you're, you're you, fam. And you're you for you first. That's the thing, yeah. Remember who you are. Literally. Because, like, I tried to just ride through it. The diagnosis and everything. You've got depression, you've got anxiety, you've got PTSD. Like, I don't even know what that is. I ain't got it. Don't live here. All of a sudden, it comes knocking at the door. Mm. And it becomes very real. So then, what do I do? Don't run. Can't replace it. Can't repair it. No, don't run. I'm just living life. Well, 
I don't remember who I was prior to all that. My head is so gone. I look at photos, like, ah, oh, he was happy there. What was he doing? You know, like, when you just, like, write diaries, what we've ate today, what we've done, gut health, this and the other. Oh, I've taken so many steps. I took a walk. And when I meditated, can't remember what I'd done. Like, I remember what I'd done when I was, like, three, five, six. But the period from then, before the event, I can't remember. Like, what was I happy for? What was, what was making me happy in life? I was happy, but can't pinpoint it. Otherwise, I'll go back to them steps. Start at the beginning. But there's nothing. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. You know what? I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you came on today, bro. I'm glad mm. that you spoke about it. Because, bro, trust me, man. There's so many of us that's been there, fam. There's so many of us that's been there. Some people are still on to transition back to themselves. But you, you don't have to do it alone. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And when you, when, you do it, when you do it together, in fact, we will, bro. I'm going to shout you anyway, fam. You get what I'm saying? Doing it alone is what makes it difficult, fam. Because when you think you're alone and you think that there's no one else that's gone through this and there's no one else that... Because like you, you know that like sometimes you see a man and, he's, and he seems like he's got everything perfect, bro. And you never mm. know that he was there, he was here, bro. And he was only here maybe two years ago, six months ago. You get what I'm saying? You will never know that. You get what I'm saying? Because man, man don't talk about that. Man don't share that part of the, of the journey of their story. I'm glad that you shared that. You shared that. You know what I'm saying? That's mean I've come to a point in my life. I've got no humility. I just tell it how it is. I'm a living wreck. It shows on me day to day. I'm a nice guy. Day to day, it's just I keep it short, sweet, everything. I'm nice as pie anyway. But when I get home, it's all the loved ones. Same as everyone. When you're around your loved ones, they get a backlash. Why? Mm. Because they'll take it. But certain people only take it for so long. But you acknowledge, it. Warranted you, acknowledge it. you can't change it. See, once you acknowledge it, then you can change it. It's been acknowledged for time. But that's what I mean when there's no reciprocation. Like, I tried to go to therapy and stuff. I wouldn't take medication. That's not me. I should stop smoking because that wasn't me. But I do it now. Like, I started doing it because I was training. I have one hit in the night, and she'd make nice food. So I wouldn't be munching out on biscuits and all that kind of nonsense. I'd be eating good food, put on good weight. That was nice. I was 16 stone, heaviest I've ever been, looking good. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, you get stressed, I need to have a spliff. I get stressed, I need to have another one. And all of a sudden, I've lost my appetite. I've lost all kinds of everything. My brother said to me earlier, just cut it out. He's like, what have I got to live for then? We'll just go to work, come home and sit down. Fuck that. <laughs> let me let me run no, this is. quickly. Um, I'm going to go over to Milan in a second. So DJ Impress says, with professionals, you don't have to mix with them in everyday life. We need real people who can try and try have empathy patience and trust also says being open in this group shows the strength you have to still be here and share it so uh, milton that was over that was to you from dj empress but we're going to go to milan right milton when you said i'm a nice guy milan gave the biggest smile to you um so i'm putting Ooh. him on the spot now milan yeah so she's one who's like, like, covering her face with this thing. Have to go all, like, uh, to look all exactly you. yeah so milan what you say <laughs> Black guys don't cheat, innit? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Aye, no, don't. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we can, with, with this, you know, obviously very sensitive topic, I'm glad that everyone can still smile at this moment in time, all right? But Milton, clearly you've got a fan, okay? So um, her name's Milan. Um, I'm not sure on your screen where you can see her, but she's to my left, might be to your right. Um, to here. Oh, by the way, also shares mine, okay? So your hands off, right? But you can have Milan, you, can, you take her. I'm take celibate her. right now. Imagine you can have me like this is not a dating show. Guys, honestly, it's hot in here. Anyway, um, no, I was <laughs> gonna say, um, again, like 
um, this is a close topic to my um, personal life as well. Um, my son's dad um, was stabbed, I think he was, I want to say 18. Obviously now he's 28. Yeah, 28. So this happened 10 years ago. And it is still affecting him to this day. Um, <clears throat> um, and, you know, he tried to go to therapy. He didn't want to talk about it. And I get it. When you've been through, like, a traumatic experience, you don't want to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like why do you like, want to relive it? But at one point, you're going to have to, to help yourself get, like, over it. Um, but that he just can't see that at the moment. And, you know, he's got his own shit going on. Um, but then what I wanted to say to you was the fact that you're having these thoughts, but you're still here now, you're on Instagram or, or whatever this is, talking about it, you're already strong, but you just don't know it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're already a, a strong guy. You just don't know it because you're just like, oh, well, you know, I think it's like it was like a, it's like a Groundhog Day. Um, and I get that because, again, my bay father, although he's 28, his, his, men, like his mentality is of an 18-year-old because he's still in it. He hasn't got out of it. He's, yes, um, in the world he's grown up, as in, you know, he's had birthdays and he's got older, but in his mind, he's still at, like 18. And that's something that I've tried to explain to him, but, you know, I'm not a professional and he doesn't listen to me, but I can, like, I can see it. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like where you said you don't remember the periods in your life before when you was happy, it's not that you don't, like, remember back then you was carefree. You didn't have a care in the world. You was just going on about your life and maybe the smallest things would make you laugh. Like, mm, someone trips over and you laugh about it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? But where this has happened and it's been like a traumatic experience in your life. It was because it was traumatic to me. now revolving and like it's making your life. You I'd seen hit, my friends commit suicide, like their bodies. I just like, you know, some of us have unfortunately seen things like that. I'd seen things like that. I've friends that were being stabbed and, and holding their stomach in and stuff like that. But it's, when it happens to you, it's different. different. Of course. And of like course. you say, when you're saying about him, doesn't want to talk to anybody because he doesn't want to relive it. Like, I disagree. I've got no shame in talking about it because I relive it every day myself. I Like, prior to this cheating episode, I used to think about this boy who stabbed me up until... Like, I found out she was cheating on me. And that hurt me more. That cut me deeper than that. And I haven't thought about him since, apart from talking about this. So I'm over that. I still want to hurt him. The only reason I didn't is because my brother had his first child. So I thought, if I'd done anything, there'd be retaliation. Just go back and forth. That's the kind of people they are. And my family ain't. Like, we ain't about it. We're good people. But... Do you think... Yeah, it does help to talk about it. You relive it every day. Like, jump in the showers. It's only minor and little, but like just. Can I um? Oh my god! Every no, but every day when like I see this, like you go to the toilet, you see it, you wash it, you touch it, like it's a flashback for me. But now it's no more. It's not not a current. But I've got another thing now. So like that's still there in the back of my head. It's like an anchor. 
and now I've got something at the front, another anchor pulling it down. And then, like with my daughters, I've got two daughters, they're three or four. One of them is like pulling at the side, but they're standing about. My head's fucked. And there's a little vortex, fucking hurricane going on. It's all madness. I'm screaming for help, and then I don't want help. Can I ask you a question, Mel? No. I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so, do you think because of um, that traumatic event in your life that that happened, do you think that event has set the tone for any pain that you felt afterwards? No, because I have no closure. Okay. Do you know the mad thing? I've seen Patrice multiple times. Mm. The last time we seen him, he was. Um, I don't know, it was in St. David's too. He was with his girlfriend. She's pregnant, she was a baby. And um, Vic was with me at the time and she turned around and she said, don't start nothing. I said, I'm smart enough to do that. I said, it's cameras. I said, but trust me, I'll have him. And she said, don't be silly. They're expecting a baby. I said, oh, do you mean? She said, I seen on his Instagram. No, that's my partner following someone who stabbed me, me unaware. I'm in and out. Chid, you know I haven't been in love with her for years. But it's a whole family unit. I got kids with her now. I won't cheat, I won't do this, I won't do that. I'm a grown man, like the new chapter. She chose to forgive before we had kids now. But obviously having kids and seeing the kind of father that I am. She grew up without a dad, whatever kind of going on. She was a uh, postmate and everything, and that's not throwing nothing. That's not throwing shade on her. I done all the help that I could for her. More so than looking after myself. And like now she's found herself and she's on her own. She's she's good. She's got a shop. She's got a car. She's got the money. She's got the income. She's got the kids. She's got a boyfriend, fiance. Now they're engaged. And this is the biggest reason why you have to listen. I always say, see me. I'll put myself before my own child. And do you know why? Because if I'm not performing at my best, or if I'm not being the best version of myself, I can't take care of her. I can't give her everything that she needs. This is why you need to now put yourself first. Fuck everyone else. Don't think about nobody else. You are first and foremost and paramount. You get me? Yeah, the only reason I get upset with the kids is because I'm too strict. There's nothing wrong with that. If I look back here, like we were talking about, like my grandmother, your grandmother, Mrs. Williams, them kind of people, they were good people, strict women, like, done it all on their own. But then I, like, had Nigerian friends and met their parents and then grandparents and thought, right, I thought I had it bad. Like, you got a next level. So I don't even know where I was going with that. The weeds kicked in. It's cool. Speaking, yeah. as long as you're speaking, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Disciplining the kids, like, I'm taking that kind of approach, that, like, Nigerian thing. Like, no nonsense. Like, I'm telling you once, the next time I'm telling you, I'm shouting to make you jump out your skin. Never discipline <laughs> my kids with, like, hands and everything. Never touch them. Like my dad said, the only time you lay your hand on, on your kid is if they're about to cross the road. And they're going to cause themselves harm. Like, you drag them back and smack them hard enough and let them know that coward would hit them harder. But other than that, you would never lay hands on the kids. If I find that I'm shouting at my kids all the time. And I know that ain't thing. So when they leave, then I'm just disappointed in myself. They've had a good time taking them out, doing this, that, and the other. But it's like, it's not necessary. They're going to grow up and know. Like you said, the kids feel that vibe and the energy working in the nursery. You see it day to day. My Sophia, she's, she's in the matrix. She's on it. But... I, I like how Milton said, said, I'm screaming out help, I need to change. Milton said, I'm going to do it the Nigerian way, you know. He said, I'm doing it the Nigerian way with my kids. 
You know, that's some serious <laughs> rate, right? You know, I was going to touch upon though, what Cher and uh, Milan were saying about Knife Pen. I think sometimes people forget how many people are affected by an incident. Like, if you think mm. about it, I saw a video the other day, I said the other day, a couple months ago. It was about six kids, I think it was. I think it was somewhere in East London, right? And I think that one, that he's like a commotion, and then one kid stabs the other kid. And all you see the, the guy is he just, one minute he stood, and next minute he just falls to the floor. And I think, he, I think he died as well. Now, you think to yourself, it's not just that one kid who's stabbed who's affected. It's the five other people who are around him who witnessed that, first of all, right? So it's you, the person you, that stabbed them that's affected too. Wait, wait, exactly. So the person, so the person who's committed the crime, the person who's the victim of the crime, the people who've had to witness the crime, because again, someone else is in a car recording this, they're recording something. So um, they've got, you know, they've witnessed that. People who are part of the group of people, they've witnessed that. The person who's died, they've got a whole family that are going to be affected by this as well, wouldn't it? It's not just like, mm. so it's one, it could be one census idiot doing a census crime, but there's so many people that are affected by it. Imagine if someone in your family... Yeah, how census is this? Sorry. Yeah, you know I mean? But after I got stabbed, I got put in a riot van for an hour and a half because the ambulance wasn't uh, available. It was some kind of night, so they had like metal detectors, they had police presence and everything. I asked the police to take me. Apparently, if you request police to take you, they're supposed to make you aware there's no suspension. The same was required in the ambulance. If anything happened on the way, they wouldn't be liable, but they wouldn't take me. I lost feeling in my right leg and everything. But during this time, obviously, Patrice had gone home. He got let out of the nightclub, not even like given to these police who were all police present there. The bouncers had let him gone free. I received a phone call in the back of this uh, riot van from my cousin's brother. I won't even call him my cousin, Terence Ahmed. And he runs, he's like, the boy who stabbed me is his little runner. So he phoned me and he said, he's deeply sorry, he's crying. They got money for you. I'm bleeding out in the back of a riot van. So there's loads of senseless acts. Definitely, definitely. Um, DJ Empress says, the government said that black people commit more crime because their fathers are not in their lives. That's from the evening standards. I'll say it again. The government said that black people commit more crime because their fathers are not in their lives. Fathers oh, always been one. What, what do you say to that? It's not, it's not a completely false statement. Obviously, that's bullshit, but it's not a completely false statement. There is some type of, there is some type of um, truth to it, whether people in admit or not. Well, check this out, Ash, right? Check this. If you think about it, right? If you have, so say, say, my, say my dad's black and my mum's white. Mm. Yeah? So people say I'm mixed race, yeah? Yeah. Mm. If I get stopped by police, what do you think they're going to call me? How do you think they're going to describe me? No, I black. see one. Let me just say something. I, Let me I, just I, say something. There's no mixed race. How can humans procreate with any other race? Well, one race. You're not learning from Bob Marley yet? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> wants to be a red skin now. <laughs> no, no, I won't go that far. No, no. Te team dark skin. Okay. No, no, no chance. No, black and the berry, the sweet of the juice, bro. Black and the berry, the sweet of the juice. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, right? So if my if my mother's white and my dad's black, how do I get described? I C three, yeah? Which is yeah. which is the code for black male. So let me get this yeah. straight. If I'm if I'm half black in this in this scenario and I'm half white, if I commit a crime, why is it that in this incident it's a black person's committed the crime. So if you're going to say that it's all black people doing it, well, that's not really accurate then because I'm just as much black as I am white. 
But yeah, if I commit a crime, I'm described I as never what? got called a white bastard, a white cunt, a white anything. Anything, ever. Never, never, ever. But there we go. So, again, Maybe they my teeth were white. Exactly, so it's Once like a false narrative, isn't it? It's a very, very much a false narrative. Yeah, but mm. mixed-race people are considered to be black anyway. Yeah, but as I said, if in I'm the eyes of, black... In the eyes of anybody white, I'm not going <laughs> to... Except for probably their, their, their parents. Yeah? Except for their white parents. That's the only person that's going to see them as mixed. Even their grandparents ain't going to see them as mixed. None of their aunties and uncles ain't going to see them as mixed, bro. Only their white parents and... That's it, bro. Everyone else is going to look at them and say, that's black, bro. Like, that's just how it goes, man. And we're yeah, lucky. But, yeah, however, though, when it comes to, like, doing crime reports, so if, if I'm half black and I'm, if I'm 50% black and I'm 50% white, how are you going to say to me um, it's a black man who committed a crime? All right, look, 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 you can't be 50, I'm not going to lie, you can't be 50. Because the be black white. gene is dominant. Yeah, black you can't be half king. white. You can only be half black, bro. You can't be half white. Just like, like, they're not... You, can't you don't dilute half, water. Yeah, you can't see the half white, bro. You can just see the, the black has... You get what I'm saying? Like, he's no longer white. He's not white. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like the water. Like, the water fitness. As soon as you pour juice in there, no matter how much juice you pour in that water, it's not water once you pour juice in there, bro. Even a little bit of juice. Pour a little bit of juice. It don't matter. It's watery now. It's not water no more, bro. You get me? It's watery. That's the most you're going to get. You get me? Like... It's never gonna be water again. Yeah, especially it, when it comes to the police and job interviews. You're black in their eyes. Black. They don't give a shit from the time they can see nickel shade of brown. You're black. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Diluted the water. You know, same time. I, I used to train with this one boy that came over from Botswana. He was joined Duke University from Botswana. He was lighter than me, looked like an albino. Met both his parents. They were blacker than your mum. <laughs> black as fuck. Like. <laughs> they looked like Akon. <laughs> they were black. <laughs> but like, I don't know, that's like some kind of throwback kind of thing from slavery or something. Unless he was generally adopted or something, they just didn't have no, the attitude. It's because black women can make any kind of child man. That's mm -hmm. exactly. No, I've seen it. I've seen them, the it's white looking, but they've got the black features, that's what I'm saying. That's why everyone reverses the black. Got, you get me? Black women got the EU gene, they can just procreate any, any, any colour. You get me? It's like that still. Is it where's Sticky? No, I'm Sticky. Just fear. No, no, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Don't worry, I'm here, I'm here. Don't worry. You got he's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. Exactly. I'm here. Don't worry. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I think he's trying to move like he's like he's Ross Clark, some type of Holy Ghost right now. No, no, he's. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to FaceTime shit. That's why you know. I'm trying Boy. to talk it out for tonight. You need to stop. Boy. You need to stop this now. Oh God. <laughs> Basically, Milton, you're not in the know yet. Stop claiming me. Are you black? He wants you. Stop claiming me. He's claiming shit. Don't worry, though. Don't worry, because don't forget, right? Milton, right now, Milton's got Milan right now, you know. I saw the way Milan was like, oh, hello. And Milton pulled up his shirt, showing his abs. Milan was all up in there, bro. I was like, rah. Skinny Milton, boy with you, abs you know? is like fat chicks with tits. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> they're, they're next together. They're next to each other on my screen as well. It's a good look, though. Still, I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Golden, uh, have, you ever, have you ever seen my so quiet before? Raw. I, I like skin love. <laughs> this is like skin love. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you know, I think you know. I'm so glad that you actually jumped on the live tonight. I think you know people need to hear people's stories because it raises more awareness. It's not a lot of people are not even aware or they, they, they don't hear firsthand what's actually going on in the world and how traumatic events do affect us mentally. And it does play a big part in our mental health journey. So I just want to shout you out for that, Millie. Thank you very much, my brother. We appreciate your presence, man. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for welcoming Yeah, answer my messages. And when I tell you to come and see me, come and see me, Milton. Don't try and hide. I just <laughs> you. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring the crew with me. We're all gonna come. We're gonna be banging it. You're gonna yo. Open this up. Immigration. Immi who? It doesn't live here. Go away. <laughs> Oh, it's mad love, man. It's mad love. Uh, thanks, guys. That's okay. Love always. But you're always welcome, bro. Don't ever... You're always welcome, man. You got the Zoom code now. Yeah. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the True Talk podcast. This is episode 16. And tonight, we were talking about fashion. How mental health issues in a parent can impact their children and comfortability levels in relationship and friendship. Now, as always, we are joined by the True Talk First Lady, Miss Chili, Miss Chili Chili Bang Bang. A man who needs no introduction, Mr. True Talk himself, Mr. <laughs> Ashley. Our very own banter queen, Miss Milan. Our favorite lady from the small island, Miss Cher. And of course, <laughs> of course, myself, DJ Sticky Fingers. So as I said, we're talking about fashion, mental health issues in a parent, and comfortability levels in relationships and friendships. 